Hey, hey, Annika here. If you're new to the podcast and it's the first time you hear me say, hey, hey, I just want to say that I'm not saying, hey, hey, as in American, hey, yo, what's up? I'm actually saying two Swedish words or one, but twice. Hey means hello. So I'm saying hello, hello. Now, you know, today's episode is about my Hollywood movie lead role. Not a lot of people know about this. Nobody knows about it, actually. Um, Let me explain. So, you know, when you experience something that is so wonderful and so amazing, you almost can't believe it's happening. Mm -hmm. And then there are other types of experiences like days when you you know it's happening because your world is shaking or 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 your soul is breaking or at least your legs are shaking this morning today. I had the lead role in a psychological thriller, Hollywood movie quality, but it wasn't a movie. It was reality happening in my little village in Luxembourg. So um, for the past two weeks, every morning at 8.30, a gray car pulls up on my street, which is a dead-end street, very calm area, in the middle of nature, there are cows around here. And uh, yeah, so nobody comes into my street unless you live here. Or if you're delivering a package or post, or if you're visiting, nobody else comes. Every day, 830, he pulls up here and he does not just park on the street, he (laughs) strategically um, has selected the spot that is When I look out my office window, which is the same place as my recording studio, so there's the window, and looking straight out, I see my beautiful garden in nature. And now I see his car, straight in my line of vision to all that beauty. And it's irritating, because he's there, like literally the whole day I work, this ugly gray car, uh, messing up my beautiful view. And yes, I say ugly because it it's irritating. It's just a normal gray car. And so I, I maybe I'm getting old. You know, like old people, they, they check everything that's happening on their street. They know at what time people pass by. And yeah, maybe it's just age. Um, maybe it's because three of my close uh, friends and connections have had break-ins into their house recently. Like now... So, of course, you know, you pay attention to what's happening in around your neighborhood. Um, Maybe it's just that, I don't know, I'm easily irritable. I try to say easily irritable person. Uh, Or a combination of all. I don't know. Anyway, my children have been asking, it's like, Mom, what is he doing here? And I don't know. I see him pull up. He gets out of his car with some sort of calendar or, yeah, a book. I'm assuming it's a calendar uh, in his hand. And he walks, he walks out the street, like the whole way out the street and he disappears. Uh, And again, I'm assuming, I have been assuming he must be working in at the very nearby construction place where they're building houses. But one should never assume. I have no clue where he goes. But... This morning, um, sun was shining and I felt like 
why don't I go out? Oh, oh, I should tell you first. Last week, I called the commune and asked. I mean, I knew the answer. I knew the answer was, yes, he has the right to park there because it's the that street belongs to the commune. But I called to just leave my thoughts to rest. And they confirmed that, yes, he can park there. And they, uh, the, the man at the commune also said, well, you can go out and ask him. And I was like, no, 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 I just, if he parks there, there must be a reason. But so, like I said this morning, I felt brave and I was like, maybe a little social. You know, you're fed up with just sitting at home, not meeting people. So I thought, why don't I go out and strike up some friendly banter and just, hello there. So I did. And I said, uh, bonjour, monsieur, which means good morning, sir. And I asked, I said, may I ask why you park here? And I even tried to smile. If you know me and my face, I'm not naturally smiling. I actually have to make pretty and a pretty extreme effort to actually make my mouth look like a smile. But I did. Uh, so I almost fell on my butt when he responded, no. <laughs> he just said, no. I go out and say smilingly, at least I tried to smile, good morning, sir. May I ask why you park here? And he goes, no. And instantly he's different forms of aggressive, passive aggressive, openly aggressive, just aggressive, tells me that I don't have the right to ask him. Uh, he says that he has the right to park here. It's a public parking and I was, I was like, well, it's not really a public parking like, hey, everybody, why don't you come to this street? And because this is a parking, it's it's a dead end street with private houses. But yes, you are allowed to park here as the street belongs to the commune. And uh, anyway, he he just I don't know. He yeah, like a really bad movie. He went all in. He brought, which I, this is beyond assuming, I think I can say pretty surely that that was the mm, least attractive version of himself showcased right here in front of my house. Embarrassing. Like, I, yeah, he was pathetic. He was ridiculous. Um, he was ugly and sounded really bad. He must be so lonely. Or have very bad company, like <laughs> bad company. Uh, or maybe he's suffering from solitude. But then again, he goes to this place and meets people all day. So nah, that's not really an excuse. But maybe he's going through some really hard times. And that makes it impossible for him to cope with a friendly lady who's asking nicely. Nah, <laughs> doesn't really, mm, it doesn't sound good for him. Um, yeah. And uh, so uh, it, th this conversation didn't really lead anywhere positive at all. It just, it, for every word he said, and I tried to, I don't know how many times I said that, yes, sir, I know that you have the right to park here. And no, sir, I have not said, and I'm not saying that it is illegal what you're doing. Uh, and he started saying, you can call the commune and ask. And I said, I've actually already called them because I wanted to make sure. And I know that it is correct. You have the right to park here. And I explained everything that I live here 
and I've lived here for 13 years. It never happens. It's a dead-end street. So, you know, yeah, you, you kind of get a mixture between curious and a little bit concerned when you see something new happening and you don't know who it is. And just for the record, if I had to park somewhere that was clearly a dead-end street with only private houses, no traffic passing through and no big signs of saying this is a parking if I had to, uh, because it was convenient for me, I would, if I saw the people, I would say, hello, excuse me. Um, I just want to say that I, um, for work purposes, I need to be parking here for a while. I hope that's not disturbing. Am I blocking your garage or something? Which I know I wouldn't, of course. Um, and if there wasn't a person, I would write a little note saying, hello, this black car is mine. Uh, if you need me to move, please just call me. I would do that. And I think I'm not the only one. But this man, why was he so crazy aggressive? I think because he kind of felt a little bit mm, uneasy about parking right in front of my house every day, the whole day, without saying anything. He's like, just like trying to get away with it. Or did he seriously feel like it is his right to park where the heck ever he wants to park and I should just shut my pie hole? Maybe, 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 maybe. Um, anyway, he said so many crazy things. I just felt I, I, I'll, I'll just be quiet and hopefully he will calm down and then I can say, okay, thank you. Have a nice day. And... Um, so the moment came, he said something about, what is this? What has the world come to? This is ridiculous. He said that. He said that to me. <laughs> yes, I'm, 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 still, I'm still actually a little bit in shock from what happened this morning. Anyway, I felt that it was the calmest moment of the horrible conversation. So I said, okay, well, thank you and um, have a nice day. And he, he responded, you have a nice day. And I nodded. And then I made a big mistake. If you know me, you know that one of my core values is humor. I intentionally make sure I add it in when it's difficult, when it's fun, when I'm crying, when I'm sad, when I'm hurting. I try to bring in humor because it makes things easier. And if you're fighting, if you can add a little bit of humor... Sometimes, you know, it's, it just makes you want to stop fighting. <sighs> unless, unless if you're dealing with someone really aggressive, like a crazy person. So um, I jokingly said, well, uh, lucky thing you chose to park in front of my house because my neighbor would have thrown eggs. <laughs> kind of, I said, like a joke. And he exploded. Like, it, it's like he was waiting and looking and hoping for me to just say something that could make him just go crazy. And he did. Oh, my God. He went crazy. He said he, he, he was literally fighting with his body language and his words. He did not become physical on me, but... It was as close as you can get without touching a person. Oh, my God. He it was 
His voice was up, not screaming, but definitely not talking. He was going to the mayor to tell them about this crazy person and all the people on her street. I said, it's only me. He went on. He, he didn't care about what I said. And he said, you coming out here with a machine gun? Vous sortez avec une mitraillette? You're coming out here with a machine gun, he said about me. Uh, scratching his car, he said. And I just felt, oh my God, he's, he's insane. He's crazy. Cray, cray. Um, the, 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 the level of rudeness was, I, 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 I don't know. I actually don't know what to say. It's the rudest, the rudest of the rude that I have ever experienced. And I mean, I'm, I'm 45. I've, I've heard some rudeness. Um, but just a thought there. When someone is being rude, it is just a weak person trying to make an impact. <laughs> Poor little angry man. Yeah. So um, he's going to the mayor to tell her about this crazy lady with a machine gun, scratching people's cars, fighting out on the street. Yeah. Anyway, as I started to walk into my house, because I felt this is this. What if what if he what if he explodes or just starts kicking <laughs> so I started walking slowly backwards into my house he comes closer and walks all the way up to my mailbox leans forward and then theatrically and with like a threatening uh, threatening way he showed me that he was taking my name down from my mailbox oh lord lord show him some love he also checked my neighbor's name. Like, crap, what have I done? It's because I said that lucky him choosing my place and not next to me because they would have thrown eggs at him. That was a joke. It was a joke. They are the nicest people on the street, nicer than me. And, and they wouldn't have thrown eggs. And I think that's, I mean, I thought that was obvious. It was a joke. Like, I wanted him to go, <laughs> yeah, very funny, bye-bye. He didn't. Uh, so he also took their name. This is, yes, like I said, Hollywood movie material. Mm. So I, I thought, oh my goodness, what, what can I take from this? What Did I learn anything today? And yes, I did. Three things. One, never joke with strangers. Uh, oh my God, especially not the very aggressive strangers. I kind of think in my head, in my world, that humor is always good, but obviously it's not. And today was the first time I really felt it taste bad, <laughs> bad, bad, bad. So good, good for me. I learned something that next time I will be very careful. <clears throat> Number two, because this gentleman, crazy, crazy, crazy gentleman, uh, was Luxembourgish. I felt that maybe, possibly, I'm even going to say probably, a certain percentage of his aggressiveness was because I did not speak his language. I do speak Luxembourgish, but I would not have been <laughs> fully comfortable in that kind of script. You know, it was, it was... It was shocking in any language. So, um, 
But again, if if that ever happens, I want to be able to be in that conversation in Luxembourgish, 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 if it is a Luxembourger. So I made that commitment to me. Now is the time I'm going to learn it. And I'm not just going to learn it because I already know it, but I'm going to learn to be so fluent that nobody will know that I'm not a Luxembourger. That's, that's happening. Number three, this is general for any, anyone experiencing something that is incredibly uh, unpleasant, painful, shocking, or nice things. I mean, any kind of extreme feeling. When you have something, you want to capture that story. Uh, write it down because we think we remember, but we don't. <laughs> That's not funny. Because I don't even know all the things I forget that I think is so awesome. Anyway, write it down, process it, you know, to just work through the emotional trauma and use it for something. Um, if you are a speaker or a coach or a trainer, any kind of teacher, you will always need great stories. If you're a parent, Oh my goodness, the stories you can use to tell or make a point or uh, teach or educate. Um, if you have a blog, if you're a writer, if you're an author, if like if you're a producer from Hollywood and you want to have a story, you can just, I don't know, email me and I'll give you this one. And I, maybe I can star in the movie. I don't want to be the crazy person. I can be that lady who... The obnoxious lady in the house with the machine gun and scratching cars. Okay, that derailed. Uh, but nah, if, I mean, if you have a podcast, you always want to have a story to share. So there you go. That's my uh, Hollywood movie debut. I didn't get paid and you won't be able to see it at the cinema. Not yet. Anyway, we'll see. Maybe, maybe now they will. Now that they've heard this amazing story, they will. Someone in Hollywood is going to go. Oh my God, we need this in the movie. The man who went crazy from COVID isolation and just, yeah, that I think maybe that will happen. Okay, so um, with that being said, I'm now going to remove myself from the recording studio. And go back out to my children where I am not the most popular person right now because I forced all three of them today to delete TikTok from their phones. <laughs> See, when you experience bad things and you are like your boundaries are just being walked all over, a good thing that comes from it, if you capture it, if you focus on it, is that it becomes easier to put your foot down in another area. And that's what I did. TikTok, go away. Out of my house, out of my life, out of my children's phones and out of their brains. <laughs> Clearing up here. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you like the podcast, please, please um, subscribe and leave a five-star review. And we'll go and celebrate at the restaurant as soon as we can. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you soon.